Welcome to the Struggling Hunters, where we're working hard every day on pushing through our struggles. I'm Eric. I'm Joe. And we are the Struggling Hunters. Struggling Hunters. <laughs> I just realized that I said Struggling Hunters in the introduction, so I was kind of like, huh, I shouldn't say it twice, but here I am. Well, it's that whole, uh, you know, the more you hear something, the more likely you're going to hit do something about it, right? So right. the more time they hear the struggling hunters, the more time it's going to get stuck in their head. And hit that subscribe button while they're at it. Exactly. Because. I like, I like the way you think. <laughs> and I like the way they're thinking too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, tonight, guys, we uh going to just kind of go down some rabbit holes and have a little fun with it. Uh, Joe and I, we were just kind of talking about some things that we wanted to get before this next hunting season. And and we thought and uh, we were kind of going down those rabbit holes before the podcast and thought, hey, let's let's stop and just uh, talk about this on the podcast because other people would probably like to hear some of our rhymes and reasons of what we're uh, wanting to gear up for, for the next hunting season. So with that said, I'm going to hand it off to you, Joe, and uh, let's talk about what you're wanting to get for this next hunting season. What's your, what, what your big purchase item is for the upcoming season. Big purchase item for this coming season is hopefully going to be a new pair of uh, boots. And uh, I think I got them picked out. I'm, I'm about 95% positive of what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to pick up a pair of uh, Kenetrex heart, heart scrabble, um, non-insulated. Uh, is it, was it the, the eight inch? Did they have a, I can't remember if there was a, but like, you know, a, a higher, yeah, I want to say that uh, say the one that I was looking at was ten, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, ten inch, ten inch tall um, pair of boots, and uh, um, you know, so they have the Gore-Tex un- uninsulated, um, and I, like Eric was saying, we're sitting here talking about what we're going to be doing, and I kind of started going into what I was looking for in a boot and why I was looking for it in a boot and kind of why I was looking that way. And uh, we're like, hold on, that's a good, it's good topic to, to, to be discussing. Um, and so we, here we are. And, uh, and so, you know, boots, I don't, growing up the way, I don't know, I shouldn't say the way we did, but growing up where we were in uh, Idaho, you know, logging was kind of the big industry. So we were, around a lot of lot logging boots and I love a logging boot. Like, um, I got fought, fought, I was a, I fought forest fires after graduated. I'll circle back into my, my boot purchase or boots. I want to purchase just trying to get, I guess, lay the footwork for boots and, and my, I guess my love for boots, if you want to call it that, but I like <laughs> boots <laughs> and I like a good pair of boots. And, uh, and, you know, so back, back when I graduated high school, went, fought fires and, you know, getting, being around that type of uh, environment, 
you have a wide wide variety of uh, boots and what people look for and um, why they look for it and even boot makers and and so I didn't really really know like kind of what a good boot was I kind of knew what it looked like you know but uh far as brands go like that's I got introduced to whites Mm. and uh forever I've always I'll probably someday (laughs) I'll probably buy me a pair of whites but uh you know I, I remember the first time I tried them on tried a pair of them on and my foot just like it felt at home you know like it's like oh man <laughs> for a hard sole boot this this feels good and i don't think there's a lot of cushion in them but it's just a well-made boot and uh you know that was the first time i put one on and laced them up i just loved loved the way it felt and uh but so that year that i fought fires i ended up buying a pair of west coast mm. and uh which is a, a pretty good brand pair brand brand of boots and i actually i actually still have them <laughs> and uh and i almost sent those in i found out that i can send them in and they'll resize them and put a new new sole and a new leather bottom and use your leather uppers and uh so at some point i'm going to send those back and those will probably turn into like a pair of camp boots or you know like a not so much like a work work pair of boots just because I I've had them this long I might as well try to see how how much longer I can just just have them I guess and being that I bought them when when I did but but yeah still have those ones so then wearing those and and then you know other boots trying to pay attention to what I've always wanted talking to other hunters and and finally like I was finally got turned on to you know actual kind of hiking hunting boots and a good pair and got one um you know guy at work turned me on to kenetrex i actually got a pair of his hand-me-downs that i've been hunting in the last couple years and their their soles are about worn out on those and uh but instead i know i could probably get them resold but i'd like to actually get me a brand new pair and then those ones are, I think a size or two too big. <laughs> so <laughs> give me a pair that actually fit fits correctly. Um, but I, you know, as far and then so, you know, trying to find what I'd like in a pair of boots. It seems like lately, I've been turning across other other brands of boots without trying. That they're still in that price range of those heart scrabble. Kenetrax or just Kenetrax and then you have like Krispies and then there's like a Shawnee and I think that's how you say it. I'm probably butchering the name oh I just saw a couple other boots I just looked at a couple days ago but you know like staying in that price range and and so now back to where where I was before I went down that rabbit hole um but like what I what I've started to look for in a pair of boots, and what I've noticed too is that you know, hiking. I've had people tell me that if you carry a heavy pack, you want like a uh, a stiffer sole boot, and I didn't quite understand that until I was talking to someone a couple of years ago, and they said, "Well, yeah, well, if you think about it, if you got a heavier pack, and you're you know, 
hiking around in the woods and you step on rocks or, you know, on a, on a log or something, and you just have a kind of a light sole uh, boot that, that you're going to feel what you step on easier. Mm. And, uh, you know, you're not going to have like the foot support that you're going to need with that heavier pack. And, you know, so I stewed, stewed on that for a couple of years and trying to understand that a little bit. And, and then, uh, you know, trying on Kenetrex and, uh, um, oh, Zamberlins is another good brand. Um, I tried on a pair of Zamberlins. They fit really good too. But so what I've come, so Joe's, uh, I didn't, don't have them numbered, but Joe's points of interest to boots and what he looks for and what I've found over the years um, for me at least is um, I can get away with kind of a non-insulated boot. Uh, my feet run warm. And one of the things that you kind of run into too with boots is no matter what boot there is that you, you know, if you want a waterproof boot or if you want a boot that breathes, you can't really have both. Mm. So like if you have a pair of boots that are really well waterproof, they're not going to breathe all that well. But if you have a pair of boots that are, that, that breathe pretty good, they're not, you know, like you can waterproof them, but they're not going to be as waterproof as long. Then your feet start getting wet. And uh, so like I said, the one thing I found is my feet run a little warmer and so in a pair of good water, well, I want to go on the more of the waterproof side of, side of the boot. So I know that my feet are going to sweat more. <laughs> They're not going to breathe. So I, I, I feel, and then I feel I can get away with kind of a non-insulated boot for that reason. I just will wear more socks or, you know, to keep my feet warm that way. Uh, and then the one thing that I liked about, so, so why, so I guess, why did I choose the, the Kenetrex? Um, one thing is that they're made in America <laughs> and which is, you know, kind of a big deal. And then I like the fact that their, their boots, depending on the boot you choose, is that it's kind of made from one piece of leather. So being that it's made from one piece of leather, that's less stitching and less less stitching. That's more that's less areas where water can get into your boot. Um, and then uh, also on the Kenetrex, you know they have that stiffer. Which you start getting in that price range. A lot of your boots are going to have that stiffer sole. Um, but yet there's you know I still feel like they're a comfortable boot and. Um, and it's going to, and I feel that it helps like as you're, uh, I think they even tell you the way that the sole is designed will help you climbing up and down mountains um, because of that stiffer sole, less foot fatigue. Um, let's see what else is there. But I think, you know, one of the things to keep in mind too is, you know, people have told me that too is a, a boot made in Italy. Like, you know, kind of all about like that American made, you want that American stamp, but at this, but a boot made in Italy kind of, you know, is probably a pretty good 
boot, pretty well-made boot because especially for the hiking side of it, because, you know, people in Italy have been hiking for in rougher terrain, climbing the, the icy mountains or whatever longer than we have here in America. So, and yeah, we're kind of, you know, we can probably make a pretty good boot, but they might have just a handful of little secrets that, that, that they're putting into their boots. So that's a kind of a food for thought too, you know? Um, and what, what brand is over there or I can't. So the ones that I found, I think crispy is made in Italy. Um, Zamberlins are made Zamberlins. in Italy. That's, that's and, the ones that I know. I, I couldn't think of the, the brand or I couldn't think of their name, but Zamberlins, I've heard of them before. I've heard that they're really good boot. I've tried one pair on that. Like they felt good. And, uh, but like I said, I think mine just kind of came. I just, Actually, I sat down at the uh, at the outdoor show hunting expo in 2020 last year and talked to the guy there. And I think he thought I actually tried a pair on. <laughs> Felt kind of bad. I was like, I just want to try them on. Never tried them on before. And he tried to sell me on them. I was like, oh, no, I'm not ready yet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he he dropped me he was he was done i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> he wanted no more to do with you huh? yeah but uh but then like you know uh zamberlin or sorry Kenetrek, you know they they do some warranty work on their boots i think they'll resell the boot for you for like 100 bucks or 80 dollars. you wear the sole out they'll put a new sole sole on them so that's, you know, and then they're based out of Montana. So that's kind of a, a cool thing, I think. Yeah. But so I guess to wrap up Joe's, Joe's uh, boot stipulations or Joe's, uh, what Joe looks for in a boot is uh, <laughs> a well-made boot. Um, you know, probably, you know, a good warranty on it. Um, like I said, that the heavier, the, the stiffer sole waterproof or non-insulated or insulated, depending on what, you, what you want, what you need. Um, I think that covers it. So, but you brought up a good point that I kind of wanted to go back to real quick before we move on is, uh, is the, the stiffer sole or being better for a heavier pack. I think that's pretty important to note because, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've had feet fatigue, if you will, and, or foot fatigue rather. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's no fun. You know, it's no fun whenever your feet are hurting really bad at the end of the day. And as much as I always tell myself that I'm going to prep up and, where where a weighted pack and go hike around before hunting season i never really seem to get around to it so whenever whenever i'm out there hunting uh it's all these different new muscles that i'm working you know and 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 everything's weighing down and you saying that kind of piqued my interest you know i'm like oh maybe i should look at some stiffer soles for the uh to, to combat against the the foot fatigue um, I mean, I think the the biggest trick about 
being out there in the woods, you just want to try to go as far as you can, as long as you can until you get your animal. And so every little, every little micro uh, thing that, that helps you keep on put, you know, pushing on uh, really helps a lot. And I never, I never really thought about that, about a stiffer soul, you know, help you uh, help you with your pack and, you know, even your pack out, I'd imagine. And then, with what you said, like, you know, going over rocks and feeling everything less with that stiffer soul. I think that's pretty important uh, things to think about for sure. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't, like, I think, you know, you can probably get away with whatever, you know, find something within your price point. You know, like I said, this is, Ken and tracks are a little bit on the higher price point that it, that I've ever bought. Um, but then again, you know, like they're going to be my, my uh, hunting boot. So <laughs> I'm probably going to have them for hopefully five, six, seven years, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, uh, that's going to help with that. And then within that five, six, seven years for me, I kind of look at it as if, if I buy just a normal pair of boots, I'm going to go through three or four pair in the time that I go, th- go through this pair. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Which in the end, I mean, you're, you're either spending more or just as much on the cheaper pair than just springing for the, the more expensive pair, but, it, but it's hard sometimes. I mean, like me and Joe, right. you know, we're just, we're just regular hunters that, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we're on a budget, you know, we're not sponsored yet. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, yeah, just, just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get the best equipment we can to up our chances out there in the woods. So, um, making these investments. And like you said, you know, most everything that I've gotten myself, I mean, I, I try to think of it as more of a long-term investment than, a than the fact that it might cost a little more right now and uh, times of use. So the more you use it, the less it costs, right? Like that's, that's how I justify things. Sometimes I'm like, if I use this enough, the, the cost per use will be pretty low. So, you know, that's how I justify that more expensive stuff. But, um, also just the the experience having that better stuff. I mean, I've upgraded a lot of my stuff the last couple of years and I don't know, I'm pretty excited about it honestly and and uh I'm not I did buy I bought a pair of boots. They were kind of a little cheaper on the cheaper side, so I'm going to try to get a couple years out of them before I buy another pair, but uh uh they were Irish settlers which I I mean so far they've been pretty good. I've you know, every time I've worn them I've Feel pretty good in them, or you know they they're pretty comfortable yeah. boot. Um, well, obviously like they I'm, don't have they don't have as hard of a sole, but they're yeah they've done all right for me. Well, like I've like on that note, like you know I've hunted in a pair of Keens uh, for a couple of years. I wore those out. I I hunted in a pair of Danner, uh, lot like kind of the 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 low logging hill, you know, like I don't remember what they call it, but it's not the big stacked hill, but the lower hill. And I've paired, I've resold those 
twice or once at least now. I still have them as like kind of a backup pair of boots for hunting. Mm. Um, and then I, one year I even hunted, hunted in a, or I still got those, but I bought the wrong size and I didn't realize it, <laughs> but a pair of high tech, you know, just a pair of cheaper boots and, you know, they, they did good for me, you know, I'd yeah. probably be hunting those ones a little bit, but like I said, I, for whatever reason, bought. I don't know if just the way I was walking that day in the store, but I bought a half a size too small. And at the store, I was like, yeah, these, these fit how I want them to fit. And I got out in the woods and hiking around and, and I was like, dude, I keep stubbing my toe. <laughs> I did the, I did the same before I got those Irish settlers. I did the same exact thing. Felt good in the store. Got them out there in the, when I went hiking with you or whenever I went hunting with you uh, this last year, I think I had those. Cause I, I got them between your hunt and my hunt, the Irish settlers. And I can't remember the brand. I can't, I can't remember the brand that I got um, or this other brand. They're a good boot though. They're, I mean, they're practically, they're, they're not quite brand new, but they're, they're still in really good shape, but I can't wear them. I mean, my feet get to hurting and, half a day of hiking around my feet are hurting horrible and uh but i did the same thing they were comfortable in the store and i got about a half size too small and so my toes just like i said a half day of hiking my toes are hurting like crazy i don't want to walk downhill that's for sure uphill feels a lot better than downhill so yeah so yeah that's important to get the right size of boot well, that's like the, <laughs> sorry, like I say, that's the one thing to pay attention to, too, like, you know, going through trying to decide what boot I'm going to, I want to get, like, uh, that's the, before I, I guess a couple of my drawbacks is kind of track, like they, they don't make a, uh, different size, so, different width sizes. It's kind of just, you know, a one width fits all. Mm. They don't, you can't get a wider boot or a narrow boot within a shoe size. Um, but then, you know, like I think the crispies, I don't know about the Zamberlins. I haven't, I don't recall, but, uh, I crispies run a little bit wider than the, than the Kenetrex. So like, you know, that's another thing to keep in mind too, is, you know, like where I'm going to plan on not buying an insulated pair and just wear, you know, good socks in the wintertime with them is I got to make sure that. I got enough room for that thicker pair of socks too. And that it's not uh, making my foot uncomfortable while I'm hiking in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of with what you just said, that was actually another thing I was going to bring up is, or spend a little more time on. You've kind of talked about it, but the, uh, the insulated versus non-insulated, I'm a lot like you where my feet will start sweating and I get, I get, if I have insulated on, um, so my, my boots that I currently have are 400 grain and I mean, they do all right, but I prefer actually non-insulated for the same reason is my feet get to sweating so bad. And then my, you know, if I do stop and glass or whatever the case, whatever, for whatever reason I'm stopping, then my feet start getting really cold. Cause you know, not sweating in my feet as much. 
And that that's where I kind of like the non-insulated to kind of help prevent from sweating as much. Or, I mean, at least that's the idea. Right. So, like, funny story along those lines. So, years ago, right after, I think it was the first first year after me and Jen got married. Oh, this would have been, I think it was the fall of 2007. I had a college buddy that invited me to go um, elk hunting with him. And, uh, and so, I was like, yeah, I want to go, you know, so got my tag and then i had i had my west coast those uh boots that i was fighting fires with i had those were the only boots i had <clears throat> and uh this was my first actual like camping hunting experience like we we've said before you know like growing up in idaho we just would uh leave from our house or you know like we didn't really camp and then go hunting not that that had anything to do with it, but this whole experience was, was kind of new for me. And I hadn't hunted really that hard for a couple of years. So I was out of practice and, uh, I felt so much like a greenhorn mm. that year I went hunting with them. Like, like I was, I, as we we're going up, got up in the morning, start going up hunting. I had my rifle loaded and, you know, I put sling it over my shoulder and I'm hiking up and it's my first year with glasses too. I got to wear glasses. So I, I, I've, just got glasses that spring and so and it's october we're up at you know before the crack of dawn and hiking up the hill my glasses are fogging up and you know i'm like oh shoot you know i don't know what to do because it's a whole new experience for me <laughs> and that my buddy's dad that's with us he's he taps me on the shoulder and he's like hey uh your bolt opened up you know so I'm, I'm hiking and my bolts dropped out and uh. <laughs> i'm like oh shoot like, and then and then uh then we get to where we're sitting and watching for the day and and then it, and i don't think it snowed but it was a cold day i remember it being cold and my feet just started to freezing mm. like you know, I, you know like i never I've, you know i've hunted in december uh, back home in Idaho, but you know, you're, I was kind of ready for it. And, um, I think I kept moving then too, but like, yeah, we just sat and I set up, I had one spot and I sat and watched for a couple, like almost all day. And I, my feet just like, that was the only thing I just remember my feet just hurting mm. and freezing, you know, like almost numb, <laughs> probably almost I on that verge of being, uh, <laughs> I don't know, frostbite or maybe I'm probably over exaggerating, but they were cold. And when you walk, they kind of tingled. <laughs> but uh um and I remember like I got home, I told Jen, I was like, man, my feet were so cold. And uh so she's like, Well, let's you know, let's get you a pair of boots. So saved up. Cabela's had a sell on a pair of like winter boots that were I think they were like 800 grams or more. I can't remember, but they were, you know, they, they were like the cheaper boot, but I think I paid 110 for them. But they just, I just was like, man, they just got so much insulation in them that that's what I want. <laughs> so uh, then we had, we got a, got a couple of CWMU tags in December. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to use my boots, you know, like, I got these nice insulated boots. My feet are not going to get cold and it's going to be a good day. 
And so it was, there was like four or five inches of snow and we hiked around and chased some elk around and end of the day, I get home and take my boots off and uh, my socks are just like sopping wet. And I was like, dude, like my pant legs weren't that wet, you know? So I thought like the snow melted and like went up my pant legs and, and then like dripped down into my boots. And so that, and then like the next time I went out, I, I made sure to, I think I tucked my pant legs inside my boots that time. So that way the snow couldn't travel down. And then I get back home and my socks are just sopping wet again. And I was like, Oh, that insulation's working. My feet are just sweating that much. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, like it, and I know that I say my feet run a little warm. And by, by talk, tell the story of my feet about freezing, but you know, I got, I've one of the learning experiences, you know, and learning how to hunt and how I'm going to hunt and pre- to prepare for that, you know, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get me a good pair of boots, put the, you know, waterproof boot, wear the proper sock. And then my feet, you know, well, should, should stay pretty good. And, and that's probably more of the key too, is the sock a good sock that uh kind of wicks away the sweat as you do yeah. sweat but it also keeps you warm uh i think that'll really that really helps uh, every year i every hunting season i seem to buy a couple pair of socks and or hunting socks and i don't know it seems to work for me pretty good but i but mine are 400 grain but i don't ever really have i i, I don't seem to ever my feet don't ever seem to freeze too bad. Yeah. But yeah, so, but that was a, <laughs> I just remember my feet were just so cold, so cold. Oh, and I think man. I just had, you know, they were just leather boots and I think I just had cotton socks on, you know, like that's just how I, how I hunted, but I never, that their method was just sit and watch because they're, they're kind of hunting a high pressured area. So they would allow everybody else to do the work. And that's how they, they've been successful that way. Hopefully I'm not giving away secrets, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, but I've since have learned, you know, to plan how I'm going to hunt and then dress accordingly now. So learning experience. Yeah, for sure. Boots, boots can be tricky, man. They can really, they can either make your hunt or, or ruin your hunt for sure. Yeah. And that's why I, I'll probably fall in line in the next year or two and probably get a more expensive pair myself, but that'll be exciting though. When you get them. Yeah. It's always exciting to get new equipment, new gear. Exactly. I get a little carried away with it myself. I feel like, but it's fun getting that gear, man. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love the new technology, the new hunting technologies that are that are out there, especially surrounded by the gear. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, I, it's interesting. But you kind of made a good point. Just the way we hunted, and I mean. We lived in a really small town and, and, uh, um, the benefits of that was the woods was 
practically out of our back door. I mean, I just never, me and you both, I think we kind of both were the same way. Um, never really had to go camping, you know, I mean, I, I did a few times. I've, I've said this before. One of my buddies, uh, him and, and his family and his family friends would like make a big old hunting camp. And I went up there a few times, but, uh, uh, it was only a few times wasn't really a big deal but most of the time i went hunting it was just wake up you know real early 2 30 3 o'clock in the morning and try to get to where we were going as fast as we could and you know a little before a little before light and then uh start hiking the trails and that's kind of the way i always hunted you know but yeah as far as the camping stuff i just never really done it growing up just usually took off early in the morning yeah but also i mean i feel like um with all these other hunting podcasts hunting shows and uh you know they've kind of taught us all how to hunt a little bit differently you know there i mean there's there's just things that they do differently than the way that we grew up doing it you know i mean most right. of our, most of the hunting shows, if you, I mean, I, there's probably some, but whenever we were growing up and when I was watching hunting shows before, uh, before I'd go to school in the morning or something, most of those guys were, you know, I mean, going to, uh, going to a private ranch and, you know, I mean, they were kind of all set up to get their animal, you know, so I oh, mean, yeah. they, they weren't, but I'm just saying like our, the people that we looked up to back then, they didn't, they didn't um, necessarily show us like, Hey, you got to be out here backpacking for three days to animal. You know, it was a quick, easy private land ranch. Right. Uh, well, I feel like a, a lot of it too was uh, all whitetail hunts too. Like I don't really remember all that many mule deer, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, there are some elk hunting videos, but like mule deer hunts, they, I don't remember all that many mule deer hunts. It was all, you know, white tail sitting on a food plot or in a tree stand in the woods. Like that's yeah. what that's what I mostly remember too. I'm sure I'm sure there was a there it was sprinkled in. I'm sure all those hunts were sprinkled in. Like I can't really remember for certain, but um but it definitely seems like the majority were white tail Texas private land hunts. Yeah, I think Texas. I can't remember for sure, but I just my my mind just takes me like to the Midwest. Too. The mid, yeah, probably more the Midwest than than Texas. I don't know, but it was. Um, yeah, as I said that, I was like, I don't even know if Texas has whitetails or if it's all considered uh, coos deer down there. Not a hundred percent sure about that. Yeah, neither am I. Or cows, dear, de- depending on uh, who you are. Who you are, which I think only like a smaller percentage of people say say that it's cows, dear, but um, everybody says it's coos, dear. But the per- people that say that it's cows, dear, want to argue with the ninety-eight percent of people that say that it's coos, dear. It's kind of right. it's kind of a funny. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. 
but <laughs> yeah um but yeah getting back uh, i guess getting back on track with uh with just gear in general um i'll jump into i've i've talked about it before um i pretty much have a cheap little pack little frame and pack that i kind of hobbled together myself and um i've been hunting with that the last few years and uh trying to make best trying to make do with it the best i could but um I'm I'm definitely looking into getting a new pack. Uh, we've talked about it before, like I said, but Joe has a Badlands 2200, and I love that thing. Um, I'd say, uh, and, and it's really not a bad pack at all, but the one that always kind of reaches out to me personally is, uh, is the Mystery Ranch packs, which I think I've kind of landed on the Marshall because it has those two front pockets where you can stuff all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons is those those front pockets, but they're kind of built for uh, for like a spotting scope or or a tripod or you know whatever. But it kind of appeals to me. Uh, the reason I want to get it, man. The hardest thing is though is they're just in that price range that you know you're like, wow, man, that's that's definitely an investment, but, uh, that's kind of what my goal is this year is that's, that's one of my big purchases is, uh, is one of those packs, but I don't know. The Badlands always kind of reaches out to me too. Cause I know, I know how comfortable they are and, um, and, and they're good packs are really good packs. Um, I mean, obviously, like I said, Joe, Joe has one and yeah, I've, I've liked it used it for the last three four years packed yeah. out one one deer with it so far but it's it's held up and it's you know don't no real big complaints about it like anything i'm sure i could really find something but it's it's been i've been happy with it yeah yeah you're the one that kind of got me into packs a lot more because as my uh father-in-law says i used to be kind of more of a minimalist than anything just um kind of go out there with my rifle and do my thing but uh but yeah after after joe got his badlands pack i'm like oh i need one of those but it's like it's one of the last things that i well like i said i kind of got this one that i've hobbled together but um it was just a cheap frame and a cheap pack and i basically put some uh clips and nylon straps to kind of attach them together and make it one big pack but uh it worked but it but the frame you know obviously is a little too big and get get in some of those tight spots in the woods or on the trails or or if we're making neutron my frame is hitting everything and kind of a big old pain just i was kind of embarrassed (laughs) when 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 i went hunting with you i did i had the same setup and when I went hunting with you, I guess we were kind of in a little bit more open area because I didn't have any of those problems. But when we went to where all the scrub oak was in my area, it was <laughs> every everywhere. I mean, I you know I was getting stuck with my pack frame everywhere, and I was like, man, this is annoying. So, <laughs> so yeah, this year I'm planning on getting a new pack. Um, 
I really, uh, the other thing I like about the Marshall is uh, it seems like they're, I feel like I've all said all this before, but uh, the thing that I really like about the Marshall or the, um, the mystery ranch altogether is what, where the meat shelf is. It's kind of, it's a little easier to, to uh, disassemble it and assemble it back up. You know, um, I, I've always, I've always been a fan of QU, but like whenever I look at their packs and they do the disassemble and, and, you know, somebody that's a QU uh, that has a QU pack might argue with me on this, but um, every time I, I watch videos on how they uh, assemble them and disassemble them and to get their meat packed in and, it kind of, it looks, it looks kind of like a pain in the butt, you know, they're, Oh, just do undo this strap. Then you got it on, do this strap. And you know, you're like, man, that's like 50 different straps, man. I don't, I don't want to be yeah. doing all that, you know? So anyway, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 so far I kind of like mystery. They just seem like a kind of a simple, simple pack. The only, the only thing that um, makes me want to kind of lean more toward badlands is, is I don't really know if I need that big of a, because I think I want to say it's like six, six thousand uh, cubic inches or something like that. Like it, it might be a little less than that. Don't. What's that? The uh, the size of the pack, like how oh, much? Which one? Uh, the Marshall for Mystery Marshall. Ranch. But yeah, but like you said, Badlands. I was like, no, nah, mine's only twenty two hundred. <laughs> I, I might, I might have messed up. I might have messed up on that, but uh, but my point is, is yeah, where yours is only two twenty two hundred, it's really great for day packs. And me and you, you know, I mean, one of these days we'll probably do a do some kind of um, backcountry hunting. But most every time we've ever been, to, you know, we've always just kind of leaned more toward a base camp hunt. So we're only gone for the day. So that that's where I kind of lean back toward badlands. Cause I'm like, well, I don't need, I don't need a hotel room on my back, you know? Right. So, so I don't know. And then badlands is, I mean, not by much, but it is a little bit cheaper, but it's cheap right. enough to cheap enough to uh, at least uh, consider going with the badlands over the mystery ranch. But but yeah, I mean, I I think uh, for the most part, that's our that's kind of our our big two big purchases this year for for our hunting seasons coming up is uh, is a pair of good boots for Joe and and a nice hunting pack for for myself. So it'll be fun. And once, once we get these, maybe we'll do some kind of like review or video or something on them. Yeah, for sure. That'll, that'll happen. I'd like to, you know, kind of give, give into what maybe tip me over, whichever, like I said, I'm 95% sure I'm going to go with the can track, but you know, I'm still, that's, I think kind of, you know, a, I haven't quite made my decision because I haven't quite tried on all the different boots just yet. Right. I want to make sure that I, you know, that big of a purchase and get a pair that fit how I want them to. Yeah, for sure. It'll be fun. And who knows? I might even completely change brands. I mean, I'm 
sitting here saying that it's pretty much up between Badlands and uh, Mystery Ranch, but it, I could last second change too. So it'll be fun no matter which way we go with it. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other gear that I want to I guess right now it's just trying to get good with my bow and and uh, do the best I can with with that and that's going to be a little bit different this year because it's going to be warmer weather for me so it's going to you know the last I mean I've always kind of hunted in October late October or uh, early November so that's going to be it's going to be a little different doing the September hunt. Right. But it's exciting though. And yeah, then yeah, no, it is. If I if I do get a draw for meal deer, then I'll be doing that in probably November. But uh but if not then yeah, then uh, definitely um definitely gonna be doing that September elk hunt, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, uh, well for it. Talking about hunts, let's just uh, dive down turkey hunting. So that's, yeah. I think that's what we decided. You you get to start next month, don't you? Yeah, I, uh, my my uh, opening day is uh, April tenth, so I'm getting excited for that. Um, I'm ho- yeah, I'm gonna try to film film a little bit, put it up on our YouTube channel, and and. Uh, see what happens but yeah that i'm excited for i'm excited for the the turkey hunt it'll be my second year doing a doing a turkey hunt so uh hopefully i learned a few things from last year and and uh put them to this year i've been i've been trying to do a little more studying and watching watching turkey hunts and trying to understand or uh tv shows trying to understand exactly how those turkeys think and um so yeah it's gonna be exciting now you you start a little later than me right yeah i actually start um let's see what did i tell you let's look here um i start may 3rd so and i go through may 31st so i just get the month of may to hunt but that should be you know that's what it was last year, but kind of jealous. You get two months at it. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's crazy that I get so much uh, time, but it'll be exciting either way. Um, yeah, I just had a thought, you know, last year, last year, whenever, cause whenever I got my Turkey tag last year, I want to say it was probably in May. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. I don't know for sure either. Well, that's what I was trying to sit here and think because I got mine last year and I was trying to, and I think we got ours around the same time because I feel like you're like, I picked up my turkey tag and I was like, yeah, well, because like me being uh, as uneducated as I was and still am, I just thought that there was a draw for the spring turkey tag. I didn't realize there was two seasons in Utah. There's a you know an early season that you draw and a late season that you can over the counter get a tag. And went to work the next day and people were like, oh, one 
you know, coworkers that hunted turkeys or like, get your turkey tag. Like, oh, I didn't dry out, you know. And they're like, oh no, you just go get it over the counter. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm trying to remember the the reason I brought that up though is because uh so in Colorado they have a horn or a antler season um that starts May first and I remember the first the first weekend that I went out after I got my tags, and I can't remember if it was April or not, but I was surprised how many people were out and about. Now, this was during like when COVID was kind of still pretty new and you know, lockdowns were happening. And so there was a couple there was a couple things that I thought might have been contributing to everybody being out in the woods. One of them being is everybody's like, hey, you know it's crazy around here. Let's just get out in the woods and get away. Um, I think that was, that was, that might've been the bigger one, but, but I also thought that I was like, man, there must be a lot of people that love to hunt Turkey, you know? And, um, but I was just thinking about it and I'm like, well, they're probably uh horn hunting also. So true. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if, if that's why a lot, so many people were out last year too. Cause I was surprised. I was like, man, I didn't realize Turkey was such a big, uh, big thing to do, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of thinking everybody was out horn hunting now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Cause I was, I was the only one with a shotgun. It seemed like, like I saw other people, but nobody had like had a shotgun on them. Everybody was just riding their four wheelers and stuff. So, uh, I only, I only came across a few Turkey hunters. So, now that I guess, I guess I say all that, the whole reason I brought that up, man, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place right now, but the whole reason I brought that up was because um, I'm hoping that getting a, you know, good start on, on Turkey hunting and get out, getting out there on opening day, uh, maybe it'll up my chances with pressure and stuff up my chances to, to get me a turkey right off the bat. Yeah, that's hope. I probably just jinxed it. I'm going <laughs> to knock on wood real quick. <laughs> uh, no, you didn't jinx it. You're going to – you're if you don't get one, you're going to at least see one this year. Yeah, well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I, You know, speaking of that, I saw a bunch a couple weekends ago. Um. The problem is, is I think it's another area. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I can hunt that area or not. Well, it's surrounded by a bunch of private property, but I mean, there is probably, I don't, I don't think I'm overestimating if I say between 20 and 30 Turkey, they were kind of, they were kind of in the general same area, but they were kind of in two different spots. Um, but there was a ton of them. I was like, man, I didn't realize there was so many Turkey out here, but um, yeah, I got excited. But like I said, it was kind of on private or it seems like it's on private land. I don't know. Anyway, that's when you grab your Onyx and uh, figure out where the public land is and get in there. <laughs> oh, it's, it's kind of the, it's kind of the plan. Um, the The other part to that though, is I don't know if, I don't think it is not for turkey season, but uh, 
I, I don't know. There's just fences around everywhere, so I don't really know where the access point is. I guess is, and and Uh-oh. there's a few. It's out. It's kind of out in the woods, but there's a there's a few houses like right there where I saw the turkeys. There was houses, hundred yards away from me. So, I don't know quite what well, that looks like to hunt. But the one of the things too is you know checking to see because I know in Utah, like you know, there's a distance that you have to be uh, from from houses or you know structures depending on what weapon you're using to hunt with like archery it's like 200 or 200 yards or you know 50 yards or 100 yards i think from a structure shotgun i think is like 500 yards and then you know a rifle you have to be like a mile away most of loaders like half a mile or something yeah that makes sense but I, i guess i should say don't don't quote me on any of that I don't know if it's what it is now or if that's what it was at one point or not. Yeah. And, and that's the other trick or uh tricky part too, is there, there's a sign, there's a sign there. There's a bunch of them every so often. And they say uh Colorado state land, but you, you can only use like short distance uh, rifles or so, something like that. No, no long distance rifles, which I assumed was like, you could use shotgun probably, but right. it's all fit. It's all fit. It's kind of hard to explain on here, but it's all fenced off. Uh, but it says Colorado state land, but then there's a house. I always thought it was more, I just kind of always overlooked it until I saw those turkeys and I started looking around. And I'm like, man, could I hunt around here? Like, is there any possible way? And, um, but I always thought it was the, the house that's right down the road that I'm talking about. I always thought it was just uh, their property. I, I'd never really thought twice about it, and and uh, until I saw all those turkeys, then I started really trying to figure it out. So, um, yeah. So if I can hunt over there, that's probably where I'll go. Because, like I said, I just saw all those turkey. That same area. I wish I wish I could explain it better. Uh, I really don't. I mean, I don't know how to explain it better. But that same area across the canyon. Almost every time that I drive up there, there's a herd of elk that are just hanging out right there across the canyon in this big open field. So they're they're usually gone by hunting season, but oh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to I need to get one of those those things with, with the phone. Phone scope? The phone scope so I can get better pictures. Cause I tried to take some pictures a while back and they just didn't turn out very good. So I never posted them anywhere. Gotcha. But, but yeah, well, shoot, I think maybe, I don't know. I mean, we can go on talking Turkey hunting, prepping for Turkey hunt, but I think I want to save that for, for another episode because we're, you know, where you're, I mean, you're a week away from turkey hunting, so I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more turkey hunting the next month and a half now that, you know, there are two months, I guess, that you're going to be hunting. So, um, yeah, so we won't kill kill turkeys too much talking about them for this episode. Um, I guess with that being said, is there anything you want to say in, clo- in, in wrapping it up? 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, say something real quick, guys. Uh, everybody that's still listening to this point, I appreciate you guys so much. Me and Joe both do. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're on a slow growth pattern. I mean, you know, but, but we're growing every week and we're getting views, we're getting listens and, uh, it's, it's, it's just really awesome. You know, I really think that we're, we're taking this channel somewhere and, and it's because of you guys tuning in and showing support. So with that said, you know, thank you guys so much. And, and, uh, if this is the first time that you're listening to us, you know, uh, hit that subscribe button on on your podcast platform or your YouTube platform and, uh, you know, give us a follow and, and help support us. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, with that said, Joe, that's all I got. So take it away. Thanks. And uh, I'll just say ditto to what Eric just said. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, appreciate it. And like I said, we'll probably be talking turkeys a lot more. The next next couple, I guess months, I guess too, we'll be having turkey stories or or something to to share with you. So look forward to that. Um, thanks for listening and uh, keep pushing, pushing through your struggles. Don't give up. Uh, keep going, and we'll talk to you guys in a week. Have a good one. Later, guys. Oh.